0: Welcome back to Maximum News, the podcast where we don't fail upward, uh, inside joke. I'm your host, as always, uh, your friendly neighborhood, Simpsons Kin, Maximilian Danger, Darrett, and I'm joined, as always, by Cybsidian of the Triple S League. How's it going, man?
1: Hello. It's going okay. It's going okay. Things are, um, you know, I, I said a couple of weeks ago, it's like, I don't think this year is going to be a great year for a lot of people, and unfortunately, I have been correct uh, so on that observation. Um, but we don't want to keep things down. We want to keep things happy and excited. And and uh, you know the the Diablo Four beta is out this week, and it and doesn't suck from what I understand. Yeah, well, not not that much. There 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 are some tidbits here and there, but thankfully um, uh, Max had the opportunity to get a copy. The only thing is, is that you had to eat eight. KFC Double Downs and unfortunately you couldn't make it past the first one unfortunately. Was that was that true? You just kind of started vomiting. Dude, I
0: couldn't even look at the goddamn thing before I started <laughs> to puke. Like seriously, I, I forgot about the Double Down thing. I remember it was like this huge thing like 10 years ago when I was in high yep. school and apparently it's still around. But yeah, you could get a beta code by buying these things and I could have done that when I was in the States uh, recently with my, my f- fiancé. Um, yeah, I my tall, lanky body wouldn't be able to handle one of those things, man. I'd go into an immediate coma. Why is that a thing?
1: You know, it's so it's so weird that it's it's more of a thing than than most people think it is, or or know it to be. There's a double down deal going on nonstop, as far as I understand, is basically nonstop around the world, but they move it from country to country to country to country. And I'm I've been scratching my head because one of the most popular places for it to be is in the Philippines, um, and then it, it, one or two other um, kind of like uh, Pacific Eastern Island nations as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it just makes a round, and they do weird things with it. Like one of the versions in in uh, was it the Philippines or, or Poly- one of the one of the, one yeah. of those locations they had it was cheese pineapple chicken chicken, and it's like huh, that's actually sounds a little bit interesting. But every time you, you look at it, you're like, oh, Lord, that is two giant pieces of chicken with extra, extra, extra crispy coating with a bunch of cheese and then bacon and then other things. And it's like, maybe if you're feeling adventurous
0: and you're on vacation, you'd take a small bite. But well, maybe if you're like hardcore into keto, I guess. Maybe yeah. It's not that bad. I don't
1: know. It depends <laughs> on the skin, right?
0: Yeah. But it, like, God, even people that are into keto, I I don't, I, I can't fathom how somebody can look at that and think about eating it and not worry about dying. Dying? I, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, maybe I'm just projecting too much of my own physiology onto this thing. But, anyways, Diablo. Um,. <laughs> so i'm not a diablo guy i for the most part i haven't really been into any of blizzard's franchises the only one up until recently that i was into was world of warcraft and i had to stop myself from playing it too twice in my life because i was too addicted to it and then more recently overwatch but never played diablo none of the gameplay the top down none of that really ever appealed to me but i know side diablo is your jam
1: well not not my jam so it's but well sort of so i'll give a will give a very brief rundown so diablo came out the first one when i was still fairly young um and i would watch my brother play it and he would he would play it and i would play it and i very much uh enjoyed diablo one um we did complete the game uh and then diablo 2 came around and by the time I got a chance to really get my hands on that it was actually during a, a college break. And I went and that was a little while after I came out actually. Um, and I managed to actually play through the whole thing in, in one, I think it was the summer uh, break time or whatever, because I was staying with friends of the family out in some place that I, I didn't know anybody else at. Um, but the way I play Diablo one and two, I skipped three, and that's important to note. Um but the way that I normally play Diablo is I don't play it like people played two and three, where they play the they just keep playing it. You know, that you you beat the game and then you play through it again, and then you beat the game and then you play through it again, and then you beat the game and you play through it again, and then you beat the game and you play through it again. Yeah. I, and you have like scaling difficulty and you're trying to like collect the be- the best pieces. I would play it once through, see the story. Um, in Diablo 2, I restarted once or twice because I, I, I wanted to like see a couple of the first bosses and, and you didn't always get each of them spawning. I, I wanted especially to get like two of the, the first bosses, but my first playthrough, I only got I got a third one that I didn't actually care about at all. And so I restarted and played that again to like get those other two bosses to kind of get the, the atmospheric feeling of it. But Diablo to me is not like, I don't approach it. Like most people, I don't approach it as this, like just spam your way through the full breadth of the game, like 40 times in a, in a, in a career of playing the game, like in a lifetime of playing the game. Um, I just played once for the story I catch as much of the story beats as I can. I read a lot of the lore and then that's it that I'm done. I have no desire to do multiplayer, uh, PVP. Yeah. I have zero desire to like play on like, you know, the hell version 15 of it. I With just, the cows. Yeah. Well, the, the cows were, that was always just kind of a funny thing, yeah. but it was like, I never really got into the whole, um, repetition gameplay because I, I think that, it's a little on the boring side. It's like, it's like if like I, per, I do like raids and, and harder content like that. And it's been a while since I've been able to get into anything that's like really, really fits that. And and it's kind of sad because I, I really did like that aspect, especially way back in like wrath of the Lich King. I like the idea oh, big of, time. of hunting bosses with, you know, a team, you know, and especially when you, when you put that team together and you help, you know, you help every member of that team get to be their best version of themselves. It's like, that is an experience that I can't ever really forget or put down as far as like, you know, uh, wishing that I could go through that again and, and really feel that, you know, kind of one of those things from like playing the first time again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, so Diablo is out in this beta format. Yeah, yeah. Open beta drops next week. I asked our community how, if they wanted us to like pick it up, play it through this. Um, and the answer I got basically was a hard no, (laughs) like, (laughs) like most people were like, no, we're really not interested in, in supporting them. So, um, so we decided that, yeah, because we couldn't get the double down deal, uh, because we couldn't do a couple other, we we didn't want to pre-order it. Uh, even if we retracted the pre-order later on, uh, we decided we'll, we'll, we'll mess around with a little bit on the, um, on the free beta and then kind of that'll make the choice but if if I do pick it up I'm not going to be I'm not going to be playing through the game over and over and over and over again I'm going to play through it once to get the story get the feel of the game and then that's it because yeah and and even then when I looked at the game it looked for the most part it looks good yeah. with the exception of the character creator which is bizarre because the character creator in the mobile game diablo immortal which is a disgusting pile of garbage yeah, um a boy to humanity for some odd reason and i don't know why the character creator in that game is like a thousand times better than the character creator in diablo 4 hmm. what in the world how
0: did that become a thing? Do you think that might they just took it out for some reason
1: because it's the beta? I, I have no idea. I don't know if it's because so in they were raving about this one feature where your character shows up in all of the like the super high quality rendered um, uh, screen uh, uh, cinematic pieces, right? Yep. It's like they, they found a way to put your model into the cinematics, So they render you into the cinematics. And it's like, this wow, cool. I'm like, wow, that's really cool. That's a really cool tech, uh, Blizzard. You know, that, that's amazing work. Then I saw that, well, you it's the same body. Like, like you have the basically they got like six models of bodies and that's it. And you can change the hairstyle, the color. The face paint or the body paint the color of the paint, and then your you can change your eyeballs and your skin color that other than that that's it that's the only care so you can't adjust height you can't adjust you know uh beefiness you can't um you can't you can't really like there's very little control over that so that's the one and only like biggest like weirdest annoying thing yeah um other than a couple of the other complaints being uh cursed items and cursed chests there's no way for you to tell if a chest is cursed or not in other games there was always you know another like and it's competitors that's what i mean by other games it's competitors you have that same mechanic uh where there's cursed items and cursed chests or mimics or you know the chests are, are they aren't Act, you know there aren't chests they're mimics um and i always love mimics I, I mimics were one of my favorite monsters in d um and i've gotta say just overall uh looks like there's no way to tell a difference between it so i don't know if that's something that they're gonna add in because a lot of people were complaining about it because you do remove player skill and agency and you drop it down to a complete RNG system which um when you're playing um iron man mode or like you know permadeath mode like that's a that's a thing that like kills you or doesn't and that's that's a little weird because again in other games like it in its competition you can you can always tap a a chest to see if it's you know if it's not or you can like you know tell from subtle like art alterations you go ah that's a mimic i'm not touching that one that's that's a cursed chest i'm not touching that so and I don't know I, I this this is a question I will throw to uh the people listening. Uh what are your thoughts on it? Do you think that in a game like Diablo like a dungeon crawler does cursed items, cursed health bo- bottles, cursed you know do, do cursed items should they be like subtly you can figure out whether they're good or bad or is it just like you know you don't care or like what's what's your thought on that? I I'd be very curious to know. I, you should, it should be like dark souls where you can either tell by the
0: thing that mm-hmm. you know the little chain on the side and which way it's pointing or you can hit it
1: yeah yeah, Cause I, yeah because gambling that, that, on that, that, that's stupid in my yeah opinion. That, it makes sense to me to like have that option but i was wondering like if i'm in the you know in the blue here because like you know i i couldn't figure out whether or not like like some people were like oh yeah that's so cool and then other people were like like couple of big streamers were like, what is this? What WTF? No, this is terrible. Like, like what a, what a giant pile of crap. And then there was, um, there's some balance issues for sure. There's some, there's some bosses that, uh, that people can, there's this one guy who just one shot the boss with a basic build versus like other classes who had to like wail on it for five minutes. And it's like, ah, okay, well, one of the classes is clearly overpowered. Right. So (laughs) So yeah, there's there's that. I mean those that's to be expected especially in a game where you have so many choices and so many different like paths you can go down and that's one so the positives I would say from the game definitely have improved the overall player choice as far as like power skills uh how you play your character. That that appears to me to be very 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 much like an expanded upon thing. So that I feel confident that that's actually a good thing. Uh, that we're we're seeing something from like that from that perspective, I think that's great, you know. So it's it that that's fine. Um, and then it, the cinematics look great. the The dark theme, you know, dark gothic theme of the universe is like it's looking good. Obviously, they've sanitized it for um, certain things, which mm-hmm. you saw in Diablo One and Two, but you haven't seen since. So. You know, I guess the devils have a line when it comes to uh, uh, to certain. um That's too plus, far, 18, man. <laughs> plus eighteen rules. There, you know, the the devil shows up and goes, "Uh, would it, uh, no, hey guys, do, 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 that person you're about to kill is exposed. Can you put some clothes on them before you execute them for crying out loud? I know she's a succubus, but come on, man, show some like, modesty. Like, yeah, yeah, this is like like hey." Put something on that's a, that's unacceptable. We're we're the legions of hell, not Penthouse Magazine. Excuse me. So stuff like that, um, it makes me laugh because it is for me. It's immersion breaking when you're telling like a dark gothic story, but the devil like stops to like hand you clothes before he kills you. It's like, well, you know that's kind of stupid. But again, that's the, you know I understand it's. More of a family game now, although I don't, I don't, I don't see why you'd let any child below the age of like probably seventeen play Diablo. Like, well,
0: there's tons of parents that let their kids <laughs> play Grand Theft Auto for some reason. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. We've seen how that goes.
0: So, so it's very surprising, like just given how much we've trashed on Blizzard, Activision Blizzard, mm-hmm. and rightly so for the last little while. That everywhere that I look, people talking about this game, they say that it's great. Mm-hmm. At least the beta is. Uh, But the one thing that a lot of people are saying is that, well, this isn't indicative of the true Diablo experience because as you were alluding to before, the majority of people who play Diablo, they play it as sort of like their second job in a way. Kind of like people play World of Warcraft and what will determine its true quality is what happens when you get those max level characters and continue to play it for the better and better loot. Um yeah. We'll see that later. But for now,
1: people are pretty impressed. Yeah. And I, I would I will point this out uh for sure. Um because it was it was it's been pointed out frequently by a lot of people. Just remember that this happened in Diablo 3 too. Uh so in Diablo 3 they put out a public thing and the beta was the first act, and the first act was just really good. Like it was the characters the classes the combos the 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 exploration the items the the uh the story was all just like on point it was good it was polished it was smart then the full game released and the rest of the acts were as most people have put it hot garbage really uh, yeah, I, I didn't yeah. know about that I... <laughs> yeah well Again, it's just pulling up, and, and you also had the the um, the connection error that allow, that didn't allow most people to play. Uh, it was always online, despite the fact that you know you were playing single player. Um, those were the kinds of problems that were with three, mm-hmm. and I suspect and and some of the bigger some of the bigger people have said they're not gonna they're not gonna praise the game completely until they get through all of the acts in the game until they finished the game because what happened in in number three was the same was you know it came out everything looked great and then you got the absolute nightmare that was just the 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 garbage of trying to play some of these games because it was just so bad. Uh, um, some of these levels, some of the monsters, that's what I meant, not games, Um, because especially some of the mob types where they were doing attacks and they were immortal, but they they caused, and if you encountered that as you were playing through like a permadeath mode, that's basically like say goodbye to your character because there's nothing you can do about it. And stuff like that wasn't fun and caused a lot of uh, grief and a lot of frustration. So not, and I want to make sure that, that, you know, we remember that, I remember that, I keep tabs on that kind of stuff. So I'm not going to say that 100% that this game is great. I'll say that it appears that they have learned some valuable lessons and have brought that into the uh, creation of number four. And we hope that they will stay that way and that it will stay good because nobody wants a bad game. We all want good games. We don't want to spend our times playing garbage. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that, that's that's what I'll say there. And I think that, overall like most of the reviews are kind of sitting there so don't pre-order wait for you know wait for the open beta the open beta is there don't have to do anything other than make an account with blizzard play the game see what it's like see if see how they've moved on um and uh, just to kind of was there anything else you want to add about diablo Nah, man
0: <laughs> like, I, I never played it regrettably and yeah. yeah the only thing i recall from that entire series was the cow thing and error 37 mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'll get into it at some point. Maybe if yeah. Diablo Four happens to exceed people's expectations in some way, um, we'll see. Anyways, well, we, we
1: could we could definitely play if you wanted. We could definitely play and do some uh, multiplayer stuff that because you can do four person co op. Right, uh, but I'd have to buy it first. You, <laughs> right. No, no, in the in the beta, in the beta. Oh, free, oh yeah, it's beta, open. Free beta, free my, beta. Bad. Yeah. my bad, my yeah, bad. Okay, we I'll... can at least do the first like the first like half act. That'll that'll be fun. Sure. Screw um, yeah,
0: maybe we'll, yeah, we yeah. could do that. Um when is it when did you say it's coming out? The open beta? Free
1: beta free beta is I believe later this week or next week. Oh, okay, uh, cool. I might actually have time to do that. Yeah. Cool. Uh and then just just as a reminder, the uh the wholesale to Microsoft is moving ahead. Mm-hmm. And I have had some interesting information come my way. Um expect massive firings. As soon as Microsoft steps in to take over Blizzard, a Bobby Kotick? the firings will not be affecting the ground troops. They'll primarily be focused on, uh, what was the term? Inept leadership. <laughs> the people who fail upwards. <laughs> so, I and I don't want right. to get your hopes up. Uh, this is a rumor that we've been hearing. It's a rumor that was reported uh, months and months ago. Um, the rumor is making its round again with a little bit more detail this time. Um, Nothing concrete, nothing super to like say for sure. But uh, I will consider, I will consider Blizzard in a much better light if they move in and they remove everybody that had anything to do with the, just the atrocious treatment of staff, the atrocious treatment of, of the, you know, the, the low, you know, the, the, the low level employees, as far as like, you know, power within the company. Um, and, and a big move towards, you know, making it so that the company can work on its own in, you know, how it was meant to be before Kodak got involved. Um, because yeah, I, and, and again, some people are like, no, it's Mike Marham's fault. Nah, it's, 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 uh, it's Kodak's fault. Like he, nothing was quite so bad until he took over completely. And once he took over completely and had complete control, I mean, things went sideways and yeah. And we have lots of voicemails and emails and other things that have been entered into evidence and investigations that didn't do anything. It was like the evidence was there. We can all read it. We can all see it. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but they're not, um, you know, certain the government agency clapped him on the back and said, "Well, you're gonna pay a a twenty two million dollar fine there, and that's good enough. You're gonna learn your lesson." <laughs> they, they make more than that in a single day. Yeah, like imagine being able to do highly illegal things for years and never have to face the music for it, until you get told, "Ah, well, you're gonna you have to pay half your day's wage." It's like half your day's wage. Yeah. Good guys, Lord. remember,
0: there was a time when Activision didn't completely suck. They uh, yeah. produced the best Spider Man games back in the day. Anyways, guys, did you happen to get a, a code to join the early Diablo 4 beta? Let us know what your thoughts are about it in the comment section below. Are you optimistic? Uh, do you have cautious optimism like uh, Saib and I do? Let us know. All right. Moving on to uh, something that I, I think it's. I think it's pretty safe to say that you don't have to be cautiously optimistic. You can be overwhelmingly optimistic here. Resident Evil Four, Saib, comes out at the end of this week. I cannot believe how excited I've gotten for this remake. I, it, it's it, so. At the end of last year, we did our video, our mm-hmm. video podcast where we did our top ten most anticipated. Resident Evil Four was at number five on my top 10. But even though it was at number five, I wasn't looking forward to it as much as I was Starfield, Alan Wake 2, Hogwarts Legacy, Spider-Man 2, the Spider-Man. Um, but very quickly, it's gotten up to that level because of all the early reactions we've been hearing from people about how, you know, despite all of the stuff that we've been hearing a- about the game behind the scenes about like creative differences between the people that are working on it uh that it actually turned out well well we got the reviews this past week and side across the board it's mm-hmm. overwhelmingly positive if you go to metacritic right now i think there are uh, out of like a 100 reviews only two are mixed and they're like high mixed uh they're like seven out of 10 reviews and seven out of 10 in my and most people's reasonable estimation is a good review. Um, eight being great, nine being amazing, and then 10 being a masterpiece. This game is getting 10 out of 10s, nine out of 10s left and right. Everybody's saying that it keeps everything about the game that was great in the past there, and then taking out everything else that sucked and making it better. So in other words, just, getting actually a new voice actress and making her not completely helpless um mm-hmm. that's enough for me though to make me want to pick up this game uh yeah it's i i, I can't wait for it i i'm a little bit worried because i have enough uh games i have to get to for my own personal channel but uh, i'm probably gonna have to try and put some time aside just so i can play through this and enjoy it with everybody else it looks amazing saib
1: are you gonna end up getting it
0: and what do you think uh, about the reviews?
1: Maybe so. I, I so like I said, we we had a lot of people playing it in the community. It was a very short beta, or sorry, demo. Mm-hmm. Um, it was good though, and overall, looks super clean, looks super crisp. Yeah, and uh, my ability to play it will probably depend heavily on the time that I have, um, because we have a lot of games coming out this year. Um, so yeah, so that'll, that'll depend on that. And, but it does like, you're right. Like everybody, I watched everybody do the demo. We had a big play time in the discord. We had a, a, about seven people total play through it. And just everybody was like, wow, this is so much fun. This is so good. This is such a, a nice return to like seeing a, a game that, you know, you love dearly uh, being done right. Because there's been a, a, a litany of terrible remakes and and redos and stuff like that lately that have just really bottomed out the um the overall you know hope that people have in in remakes being good and I've got to say that they've really smashed this one out of the park looks smooth looks great uh the the terrain looks way way more improved uh I hope that they haven't cut out as much from the game as they cut out in some of the previous remakes where they they did cut out a little bit of some of the story areas some of the the exploration areas um i would imagine that it was due to time constraints not technological ones i would imagine or i would hope maybe um but yeah the the just the overall it's like this is good this is clean um this and this gives me hope for us to see a couple other uh, returned format for a couple games now Ash did cover uh, one, of the, one of the more recent um, Resident Evil games quite a lot. Uh, Mooney does like these games from time to time. So we will probably cover it and we'll probably get our hands in it a fair bit. Um, but yeah, because it's, it's looking good and we want to encourage this kind of thing. We want to reward developers when they actually make things functional. <laughs> You know, it's it's good. It puts a smile on your face when you can actually play something that you you enjoyed as a kid. Yeah. So, yeah, I am I think they've done an, a bang-up job with this, and it's looking really, really smooth, and we can't wait to see uh, more of it. Yeah. Uh, the only know.
0: question at the end of the year is going to be, like, which horror remake ends up being the better one, the Dead Space remake or Resident Evil 4 remake? Because, Saib, I played Dead Space remake. Holy crap, is it good? <laughs> It's yeah. really damn good. And it's going to take a lot for RE4 to top that. However, you know, if you were to go between Dead Space Original and Resident Evil 4 Original, I'd still say RE4 Original is the better game. So maybe it, it's, it's a bit more, of an
1: unfair comparison. More, um, it is more, like, uh, um, heady, right? Like, this more puzzly, uh, isn't it, than... than uh, Dead Space? Dead Space um, is Dead Space the more puzzly one. I, I would... <sighs> They're
0: kind of equivalent in terms of the difficulty of their puzzles. I would say maybe one or two puzzles in RE4 was a little bit more difficult, but not that much. Like, not yeah. so much that it's noticeable. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, it's not... I uh,
1: mean, yeah. I mean, I remember a time when I was a kid, and you, I was playing through uh, one of the first Resident Evil games, and you had to combine herbs and things to make, like, you know, stuff. And when you... Fired your gun and you ran out of bullets. You'd go into your inventory and manually reload that. <laughs> so you know, I I remember like things being way different way back in the day. So you know what I'm saying? You know, I
0: remember there was a time where you put Jill together with a sandwich. All right, let's move on because that's gonna go somewhere weird.
1: Um, yeah, I, that's my favorite. Uh, that's my favorite game, Resident Evil game. Was the uh, the Jill Valentine? the 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 original game that focused around jill and nemesis i believe the game was called nemesis yeah re3 nemesis yeah yeah it was just it was a smaller like part of it but i enjoyed that way more because the um the the constantly being hunted was just like so much more intense that, that that's so much more intense it's so much like more fear inducing right um and that that's I I think that's cool. Yeah. Too bad they couldn't uh, do it properly with the remake. All right. um,
0: Moving on. Yeah, we don't really have that many big stories this week. We're just going to go through these next few really quickly. So, I I don't know. I know who Zack Snyder is, but I don't know what Rebel Moon is. Am I supposed to know? Like, I haven't heard anything about this until you You mentioned it
1: to me. You don't know what Rebel Moon is? No. You don't know what Rebel Moon is? Well, Rebel Moon... (laughs) he's having to look it up himself yeah yeah uh so rebel moon is a film coming out this year yes i understand that but like why should i care (laughs) (laughs) i'm obviously hamming this up Hmm. uh no so so rebel rebel moon is a zack snyder uh space opera film coming out this year i'm told that it's gonna like have this feeling between like Mass Effect and uh expanse kind of thing. Um so like kind of like if you like those products then you'll probably like this. But no, he made a he came out with a huge announcement. Not only is he making this movie, but they have they have a um a ridiculously scale RPG video game based off of this. So whether the the movie is good or not, we're gonna have a huge, apparently ridiculously deep RPG game based around this as well. Now, I don't know, um, like, like, like we said, we have no idea whether this game is going to be any good whatsoever because we have, like, is, does Zack Snyder know what make makes a fun yeah. video game? Does he, does he know how to make something? work that that well like like what is the you know how much of this is going to be good how much of this is going to be you know terrible how much of this is going to be um just poor adaptations we've seen a lot of that come around um but yeah they're they're working on a massive rpg and zach snyder has been apparently working on both projects at the same time or at least being like now. I would imagine that he's obviously not coding, but he might be writing story. He might be trying to like combine it that way. Now, Zack Steiner knows how to make a decently good movie. Uh, I would say, yeah, he, he's he's done he's done a lot of really cool movies. Uh, he's done a lot of zombie apocalypse movies and a lot of like kind of like your, your stereotypical like kind of like anti-puro kind of stuff. So. I wouldn't put it past him to be able to write a good narrative. It all comes down to a question of who's behind the the game, yeah. who's making it, how they're making it, and then also a big question of like, you know, most games make, take way longer than a movie to make. Oh yeah, a movie a movie can be made in two two three years, you know, for a very large one, um, but a game that's that's a air quote ridiculous scale. RPG, like you're talking like Starfield, you're talking Skyrim, you're talking, you know, Outer Worlds. Those aren't gonna be able to be pumped out in in the same time period. So our cris be taking
0: Bethesda 12 years.
1: Yeah. You know, so is is this gonna come out uh you know this year? Is it gonna come out uh after this? You know, when when exactly is is this going to come out? And that'll all really boil down to uh, whether or not the rebel move or sorry, rebel moon is uh, is actually good or whether we're just going to move past it and go, you know, who wants this? Right. Because, again, that that's that's going to be kind of big just because you can make it in film. Does that mean, you know, where does that that leave us? I don't know. We'll see. There's a lot of really good sci fi out there. There's, you know, I've been watching like we just had the Expanse wrap up. Uh, unfortunately it doesn't look like we're going to get the final season of expanse. Um, but I mean, theoretically you wouldn't really want to because it's technically like, I think that there's a time skip of like 20 or 30 years. So it would be kind of weird to try and up age people. Right. Because that doesn't, that never looks good. It's the same as like de aging people. It's like the technology is getting better for it, but it still feels a little wonky. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so, so we've got that, we've got foundation, we've got all these other shows and possibly some, you know, we've got the Telltale game coming out for, uh, Expanse. We've got, um, I believe there's a game in the works for a couple other ones. So he's entering a big market. Uh, and yeah, it, it really base it really depends on whether or not this is going to be good. So I haven't heard too much about this, this universe. Um, I don't even know if there's a book series that's connected to it. Uh, but it would be interesting to see. And then I'm, I'm curious to see what everybody else is thinking or feeling about this. Like, yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I would. Uh, Zack Snyder, he does some stuff that I actually really, really like. I think. I'll go on record. I think Man of Steel is probably one of the most underrated comic book movies ever. Same with Watchmen. I think he did a really wonderful job with that. But then there are times where he puts out stuff that. I just, I have no idea what the hell he was thinking. I thought that Batman v Superman was a bad. Well, not, no. It, it was v- incredibly mediocre when it should have been yeah. one of the most epic films ever made. Sucker Punch was bad. Um, there's this one other one that I can't remember the name of off the top of my Soccer head.
1: Sucker Punch, uh, tell me if you agree with this. Sucker Punch basically boiled down to the ending being written by an idiot. No. Oh, you know, it, it was more than that because yeah. I liked the film all the way up to the last like 20 minutes of it.
0: I would have liked and, the and film. Was, I would have liked the film if the audio was muted the entire time. Let's just put it that way. I, yeah. I, I'm not talking about the badass music. Obviously, the music was good, but I meant like the script in general. I hated it. But yeah, Zack Snyder. He's a creative guy. I would I'm curious to see what he would be able to do in the context of a video game. It all depends though on whether or not the like a Rebel Moon can <laughs> can take off no pun intended. Um maybe I don't know maybe it could be like a Chronicles of Riddick situation where yeah. the movie wasn't particularly good but the video game was really damn good. Uh, yeah, maybe,
1: I don't know. Well, maybe. maybe maybe this, maybe this might affect it. So I do have two quotes from him here. Okay. Um, and this, this will be kind of funny. So quoting, uh, he was being asked, you know, what, what he was working on and, and you know, what, according to the rebel moon, you know, universe he was, he was doing, because I think the question stemmed from whether or not he was going to try to do a big universe with it. And he said this, um, quoting. The one thing that I'm having a really good time with, and I don't really know if I'm supposed to talk about it, uh, interjection, uh, no, you're not. (laughs) End of interaction. Is this RPG that we're doing that is just literally insane and so immersive and so intense and so huge. And then he continued on a little bit later. There's more coming, but all I can say is that it was pitched to me because I've always wanted to do an RPG like, well, we could do it at this scale or we could do it at a ridiculous scale end quote he uh, he did he definitely spoke outside of what he was supposed to and this is basically like so that we know that this game is now being worked on because he's he said it we don't know what state it's in Mm -hmm. but if it was pitched to him what that says to me is that maybe these people were working on a sci-fi universe type game and maybe they realized that their engine would be really good, so they contacted um, Zack Snyder and said, "Hey, we feel that this could fit in with your upcoming game, or sorry, upcoming movie, as a game tie-in. And if that's the case, then we might actually see a little bit more out of this than we than we we are expecting. Because if it was it was an existing project that has been built into this." World and then launch kind of from there. I I, I think that might be it. Might be a pretty good idea. Yeah. So we'll we'll see how that goes.
0: Yeah, we'll see. Um, hopefully things turn out well for him, given you know everything that Zack Snyder mm-hmm. has been through in terms of his career and his uh, his personal life. I I am pulling for him to win, even if I'm not totally in love with everything that he's done. All right. Uh, a couple more stories. Netflix. Yeah. That making games, right? Like, well, okay, let's be fair to them. They only announced that they were gonna start making games like a year ago, right? Something like Mm -hmm. that. And how have things been going since then?
1: Uh, Only 1% of their entire audience interacts with the game feature. (laughs) That includes people who accidentally click on it, not knowing what it is, and then they give up five seconds later. Um so those aren't great numbers for somebody who wants to move a bulk of their monetization and funding into game aspect of it but it's also not easy to create a new um a new gaming platform either it's a, it's a very difficult thing. Uh Epic has had huge difficulty with this over the last few years uh despite the fact that they popped out numbers saying oh hey they were they're they're doing absolutely amazing and people should really like stay tuned because they've got you know some really cool stuff coming um, you know the proof is in the pudding and right now as far as the actual like epic store it's not that great um, but again that doesn't mean that it won't be great you know in the future so it, it's right now they they have they said to this year that they're announcing up to 44 new games, I believe it is. So that's big. And, and again, depending on what they are and how they, how they're presented and how much of an indie new brilliant mind you have behind it. Um, that is a very good question. Yeah. And, And I will say for sure, 100%, um, that the next big game is most likely not going to come from, a big established studio and publisher. It's going to come from probably somewhere in the indie market and that does include a fair amount of the Netflix studios. Yeah. Because they are they've got a big open door policy that if your game meets certain factors and qualifications for, you know, family friendliness, uh they're more than willing to take a risk on you because what they're doing is a risk in and of itself this is where you get the good stuff. This is where you get the breakout hits. This is where you get that kind of stuff. Now, obviously more so from the indie market than any kind of like big major publisher, but it's, it's, I'm not saying that it's guaranteed to come from there. It's just an opportunity. And if they take care, if they, if they take care to really sponsor and to help, uh, grow those opportunities for new developers, new talents, indie ideas, that's where you'll probably get the big thing and that big thing will can set the the tone for games going forward like we've seen with Fortnite like we've seen with all the other like you know just track all the the flavors of the years yeah. over the over the past like two decades and and you can see that you know it's going to come from a place that's not necessarily expected and it'll probably run the market so will that be Netflix i kind of doubt it but at the same time, I would put it more on them than for us to get that from anywhere else as far as like big studios go, not not small guys, obviously. Yeah, they're but such a brand big name. Studios, yeah, yeah. I, I would be willing to bet that there's potentially a better, healthier future for you working for Netflix than working for EA or working for um certainly activision at the moment unless unless of course they get bought out which it looks like it's going to be yeah um or or any of these other studios like Ubisoft, like there's lots of problems in those studios they're hitting walls constantly will that be the same for netflix i don't know we'll see we'll see but
0: yeah uh, i i um It would have to either be that, like they get an indie studio that makes this really unique game that becomes the next big thing, or they could do what I would wish they would do, which is take some of the properties that they own and turn them into multimedia franchises, because it honestly seems like that's the direction that the industry is going, right? It's all about IP nowadays. It's all about how you can milk it for everything that it's worth. And Netflix owns a lot of them, and there's probably a lot of video games that can be made out of them. Like, hell, if they can make a video game out of Queen's Gambit, which is what they say that they're doing, they could probably do it with a whole bunch of other stuff that they own. Now, granted, I can't think of what some of them are off the top of my mm. head. I don't watch that much TV, uh, unfortunately, and, like except for anime lately because uh, thanks to my fiancé. Um, but yeah, um, maybe either that or the other thing. Otherwise, they're just going to end up losing a whole bunch of money. Um, and, But, you know, maybe they're just used to that right now because hasn't Netflix always operated at a loss? I think they um, have.
1: No, not, I don't think they've always operated at a loss. I think there's been times where they've operated at a loss. Um, no, the, the loss.
0: majority of the time they have. I'm just wondering if there was a unique time where they haven't.
1: Yeah, they have. No, the lot no, I, of I years. know. That, I know that they they have been making profits in the last like um, in, in the last like half decade. They've definitely made profits, large profits in some of those years. Um, right now, they're kind of like streaming wars did not go very well for them,
0: uh-huh. but they
1: didn't get completely knocked out. Yeah,
0: yeah, they'll so. stick around for a little while. All right, and then finally. China's banning more stuff. Why am I not surprised? Do, okay, yeah. do we know what games or is it just a so the number?
1: It's it's not that they that they're banning anything in the sense of like direct banning, but this year uh they've up until I believe just now, they've only allowed in a total of 20 uh 27 games. And how many this of those are from Blizzard? so none uh this as far as i know that that is none i don't think diablo is releasing in china i could be wrong on that but i kind of really doubt it um but it does appear as if a grand total of 27 games have been allowed into the country for this quarter uh and that those are basically all from studios whom the the party technically partially owns or has like certain people involved in. So this is going to be 10 cent. This is going to be, um, uh, Net-Ease, places like that, where they have, they have an office in their headquarters in which a, uh, party member takes hold of certain aspects within the company to ensure that they're operating at a, uh, acceptable, uh, acceptable to the party interest um and that's how they that's how they've been working there. So this to me isn't big news about 10cent or NetEase getting games released to China. It's a question it, it my thing and why I found this interesting is I'm sitting here going who the hell is still trying to get games into China? Like who the what kind of person idiot would you have to be to be intentionally investing in a in a foreign as a foreign company trying to get your game into China. Because that is, that is not happening right now for yeah. the vast majority of companies. There's hundreds of releases this year and literally a dozen or two might get into China. And you will have to formulate some kind of relationship with the CCP to do so. So, yeah, apparently the whole um Big push to for for video game companies and tech companies to get into China. Um, I do believe that was what they call fool's gold, <laughs> because we are seeing literally nothing there. We're not seeing very much grow, and we are seeing companies like Tencent, like NetEase, they are they have been suffering. They they have had some some success, but they've not had nearly the success that they would have had um, if they weren't in this very weird situation where half of their games and half their products are being denounced in China as evil, which in the form of microtransactions, I think we can all say, yeah, right? Like, uh, duh, you know, (laughs) yeah, they are evil. Welcome to the club. Uh, You're marketing um, infinite purchases at children. So I don't think that's a good idea. I have to cough. It's
0: okay. Yeah, no, there's not really a whole lot else to say about that it's just i mean are they really are there really no video game companies outside of china that are actively trying to do business with them at the moment because of the stuff that they've been doing because it seems so recent that uh activision blizzard were doing stuff with them
1: yeah it was and what happened is that these um you know somebody got somebody in the party very angry. And because of that, they basically cut off all video games. And for, I think it was, it was like four or five months, there was not a single video game release in China at all. And a lot of them were forced to shut down. Uh, Steam over there has been under basically constant assault uh, by political um, leanings. And whenever there's a scapegoat to be had, you know, hey, your, your particular territory did poor in the nation's average, you know, school, um, report card numbers, you know, that kind of stuff. Well, blame video games. And then everybody blames video games and says the video games are the problem. And then everybody kind of like dumps on them for a few weeks and then, you know, they may or may not, you know, get away from that. Um. So that's really what's been going on for the most part. Yeah. And again, it's, it's just this question of like, who in their right mind is doing is working for these people right now? Like, wh- like, like, why would anybody think that this is a good investment? It's not. It's not a healthy investment. It's not a, an overall um, good investment right now. It's it's a good way to get yourself and your marketing killed because in some of these cases, they spent like half a million, like half a, um, you know, a hundred million in advertising. Uh, they did, especially for, uh, dragon lands in China, they did a huge marketing campaign there. And then a few weeks later, everything was shut down. So yeah, that's kind of messed up when you think about it. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, so it's just, it's just a question of like, you know, government and gaming doesn't mix. It's, yeah. it's a bad idea.
0: The only time it very... mixes when they have something to blame the tragedies mm. of life on. There's three. Yeah. There are three uh, certainties in life that you can always bet on, ladies and gentlemen: death, taxes, and the government blaming life's tragedies on video
1: games. Yep. Yeah. That. and, so, Yeah. So no. yeah, not a good place to be in. I don't think. I think this is. I think this is technically actually a good thing because. Um, a lot of the worst forms of, of video gaming, especially the microtransactions, were geared up, and people said, well, that's how they do it in China. So that was the reasoning for us to get so many of these video game, very poor video games that just are yeah. like like um, Babylon's fall. It was supposed to be huge in China because of microtransactions, because of this infinite scaling... Stuff that you could do where you just farm all day, every day, and it and just really basically boiled down to who had the biggest credit cards. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I think obviously it'll make a return at some point, but for the most part, right now, uh, yeah, things are changing. Yeah, times are changing, as Bob Dylan would say. All right,
0: that does it for us. I said, I man. I thought this was going to be one of the shorter shows because honestly, Saib, like I had the hardest time picking subjects for this week's show. Like, basically, nothing's been going on. Um, nothing huge. Like, there's normally one or two huge stories that we have to talk about each week. That's just the nature of what it's like to live in this part of the 21st century. Uh, but yeah, but well, we still managed to make a full show out of it. Ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for sticking around for as long as you have if you're listening to us right now. Make sure you hit the like button on this video because if uh, you do that, it tells the YouTube algorithm that not only this video, but all the other videos on the Triple S Podcast channel are worth watching and, you know, helps the overall Triple S brand, which is good. I want to thank Saib, as always, for doing the show with me. Saib, you want to tell people about aforementioned Triple S League?
1: Yeah, check us out on the main channel, the Triple S League. That's where we got all our guides and video stuff and some hilarious shorts that you should check out.
0: Yes, in case you ever wanted to know how to talk to snakes. And you guys can just uh, find me uh, at all the regular forms of social media, just at MaxDarrett. I'll put links to that and cybe stuff in the description box below. All right, talk to you guys again next Sunday or Monday when I've had some time to play the Ari remake. So excited. I hope you guys will join us then when uh, we give our thoughts on that and
1: all the other stuff going on in the world of gaming. Until then, stay yellow. Goodbye.